You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 42 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. It's been a long time. I don't even remember the last thing we spoke about, if I'm being honest. We can go check. But before we get into hockey talk, before we do anything, we would firstly, on behalf of Haps Culture, on behalf of myself and Justin, give our sincere condolences to the Lafleur family and the Montreal Canadiens. Five-time Stanley Cup champion, three-time Art Ross Trophy winner, two-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, and the leader in points in Montreal Canadiens history with 1,246, the Canadiens lost a legend. And we want to give our condolences to a man who demonstrated what it was like to wear the C on his chest and who provided to the, te- to the team, the current team right now, what it means to be a Montreal Canadian. We would also like to give our condolences to Mike Bossy, to his family, to the New York Islanders, a man who won three Stanley Cups in a row with one of the best dynasties in the NHL, the New York Islanders, who passed away way too soon, was a great TV personality as well, and we'd also like to give our condolences to them as well. Justin? Yeah, two people that demonstrated not only a lot on the ice, but off the ice as well. And like you mentioned, Mark, we give our condolences, and it's... It's sad to lose people like that, especially when they've had such a big impact on not only, like I said, like teams, but communities as well. So our condolences go out to them. The ceremony was great for Guy Lafleur, not only before the game, um, but after the game transpired, there were ceremonies at the Bell Center. There were, it was a two-day event. Um, and man, there were a lot of people. I walked by one day uh, as I was heading to school. And the line was crazy, um, and he it showed how much of a how much people and the city loved him. Yeah, not only in Montreal but in Quebec. Um, yeah, we lost him way too soon. Way too soon. On other news, we have so much to catch up on. It's kind of overwhelming. Uh, we apologize for the apologize for the gap in time. Um, but we're here, and I hope you're happy to hear our voices, because we're going to get into to a lot of things, and we'll begin with, um, I think, the biggest question mark of the season, which was number 31, Carey Price, who made his return to play um, against the New York Islanders. They got shut out. Um, I forget who was in nets for the Islanders. Probably Sorokin. It was Sorokin, right? Um, and yeah, the, even the Islanders had a nice little salute at the end of the game for Carey. Um, he he played some good hockey for what he played. Yeah. It was like a few games, right? Yeah. Um, but again, now we enter the off or we entered the off season. Um, and there's still a huge question mark. And I don't know what you think. I don't know if we should be predicting because um, no one knows, right? Yeah, no one knows. And we don't want to speculate too much because, first of all, it's not our place necessarily. And two, we have no idea what's going to go down with his situation. But in my eyes, it doesn't look too good for his future as a Montreal Canadian. 
And I don't mean in terms of being traded or in terms of making an attempt to be traded by Kent Hughes, mm-hmm. but more the injury concern, potentially the mental health concern, and just him as a person and where he's going and the direction in which he's going in. And that's, and that's a little sad, mm-hmm. especially with the way it ended this season where he played such a minimal amount of games. Yeah, because if you technically look at it, it'd be really sad if the last game he played, well, it was a very good game. It was 10-2 win against the Florida Panthers. But I think he's the type of guy that deserves a game, his final game that everyone knows it's his final game, you know? Well, that's it. Like, more or less like a farewell a farewell tour. He wouldn't want it, but Definitely we'd like to not. see it. Yeah. I would like to see that. And look, over the years, Carey Price has received a good amount of hate. A good amount of praise as well, but a good amount of hate. Because he's somewhat inconsistent at times and doesn't necessarily show up every game and his injuries have been a big problem in recent memory. However, he still, you know, we talk about what it means to put on that Habs jersey, that Montreal Canadiens C, and he's really shown players, not only on the Habs, but around the league, what it's like to put on that jersey. Mm -hmm. And it would be sad to see him go Sorry, not see him go, see him see him and, retire, yeah. see his career end so early. Yeah, I, honestly, it hasn't really hit me yet that it might have been. Like, like Weber left. Um, we'll get into the trade. Yeah. but Because trade, it's not really, like, you know what I mean. We'll get into that. Um, but Weber played his last game in the Stanley Cup Finals, but there were so many different emotions that you knew it was his last game, but you didn't really acknowledge that it was his last game. And right. it's kind of sad to, to know that we'll never see him play again. Um, we'll get into that trade later. We'll get into all the LTIR stuff later. It's very complicated. And people, I'm sure you, you guys want to know why Shea Weber was traded if he's not playing on the ice. Um, Mark knows way more than I do. So Yeah, I tried my best to get as much information as possible, but it's so tricky. I but. think at this point, Mark, we need to start re- I think we both need to sit down and read the CBA. Yeah, oh my God. Reading the whole CBA? I think we can then become... NHL agency. Yeah, if you I guess like. we could read the CBA, highlight a few things, but it, ch- it changed a few years ago, so might as well. Right. So it's going to change again, again. There you go. Like recently. Get a, or get a head start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> head start. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's so many things in that. It makes, it's I don't insane. even know how long it is. And, and so many of them, I mean, we're going a little bit off topic here, but so many of them just, in my eyes, just don't make any sense. Well, it's because a lot of the rules so in the CBA are just like, not just monetary rules. It's like, like hockey rules right and and sometimes it's not even hockey rules it might just be rules and regulations that apply in the real world yeah. that apply to different businesses yeah it's also crazy. right there's so much because the nhl is it. a business yeah it is yeah so um so yeah price returned unsure about that um the canadians ended the season on a very good term is that the 100%, right word percent yeah they they ended very well on a good note and a good note that's yeah. the right word um a huge part of it was Marie St. Louis. We all know that. Uh, he brought a different energy to this group. But now the Canadians changed their front office completely. And not only are they adding people in the front office as like directors and advisors that are very good. They saw a Cavalier, um, a lot of an analytics guys. But you can see there's a change in culture. And I think that's huge heading into such an important draft where once people come into this organization or new kids, new players... They have to know what the direction is and what it means to be a Montreal Canadian. Yep. And I think 
these guys are going to portray that perfectly because I think this whole let's be mediocre for 15 years is done. Yeah. it's This team's going to lose, but they're going to lose in a way that it won't be... You can't slack off. If the results aren't there, sure. That's okay. But if you're slacking off, that's not good. Right. You know what I mean? And Kent Hughes on countless... On, on multiple occasions has praised if you're going to play for this team and if you're going to play for me and, and Jeff Gordon mm-hmm. and Martin St. Louis you are not only going to have to be a good hockey player, a smart hockey player, but you're going to have to be a good person off the ice and you're going to have to provide something in the locker room and not only on the ice. Mm-hmm. And I think, look, we could talk about this all day about how important it is to be a, a good citizen and to, and to have character. But Kent Hughes is putting a lot of emphasis on it. And not only is he putting a lot of emphasis on it entering into the draft, but he's putting a lot of emphasis on it heading into free agency and in the years to come while he builds his, while he builds his, let's call it quote unquote empire. So I'm excited about that because he's sticking to this motto and he's not letting go of it. Oh, hundred percent. And, uh, and with that, you need a captain. Do you have your vote for captaincy? I know our vote means nothing. I'm up in the air. You're up in the air, really? I thought it was blatantly obvious. Well, are we thinking both Nick Suzuki? Yeah. Yes. There's no doubt in my mind. Yes, but I've seen a lot of people talking about... Edmondson? No, Brendan Gallagher. Oh. You see, if Bergevin was still there, I think it's Gallagher's C. Yeah. It's so tough because it's sad to know that his time as a Montreal Canadian could be coming to an end very shortly. We, We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I'm not sure about him. I, I'm, I've said on the podcast before, if you can ship him out, you ship him out. Yeah. Because of that contract. We love him. We um, love him. But I don't think it's going to happen, honestly. I'm looking at other names that are potentially going to move this uh, this summer in the upcoming weeks. And we'll get into those names. Anderson, Petrie, uh, Hoffman. Yeah. Um, potential moves. We're not saying we want it to happen or it's going to happen. But those are potential moves because um, there's a salary cap. There's a ceiling. So you can't just have a bunch of $5 million players on your roster. Um, but yeah, I, my vote's Nick Suzuki. I think it's he's the guy. I, I Look, the I guy. agree with you. I was just throwing it out there because yeah. I've seen people say, you know, him, if he were to retire as a Montreal Canadian without ever wearing the C, it would be a little bit sad. Yeah. but I But I do think that ship has sailed in terms of where he's at in his career. Don't get me wrong, still a great leader mm-hmm. and still provides a lot in, in the locker room. However, if if the direction we're going in with Kent Hughes is a very young core, a, a new beginning, a new direction, then it only makes sense for your next captain to be the 21, 22-year-old Nick Suzuki who has... who is going to provide yeah. a lot for this team down the, the road. The face of your franchise. There you go. He's the face. Yeah, I would say so. Um... Yeah, he's my vote. And he's been spending the summer in Montreal with Caulfield, which is good. Playing a little bit of roller, or not roller hockey, uh, ball hockey, ball hockey with, with the kids. Too. You know, embracing the, uh, I'm a Montreal Canadian, it's important to be with the community. Well, for sure, right? You're not going to, I mean, some pe- some players do and no yeah. way to them, but you're not, it, if clearly Nick Suzuki cares mm-hmm. to be a Montreal Canadian, not only does he care, but he likes it and he loves it. Mm-hmm. And look, if you don't care, Go ahead and go spend your summer in Florida, right? Yeah. No one's yeah. stopping you, but he cares. Yeah. It's so, a young uh, player who cares. So that's my vote. Um, I will agree with Mark. Where are, we, where are we leading towards here? 
kind of the direction we were talking about the direction yeah, of Kai we Hughes, right? You're right. So Hughes, we'll get into this right away. Hughes has a lot of decisions to make. Um, and you're hearing it through Dreger, you're hearing it through LeBron, Friedman, that his phone's not going to stop ringing until September. Um, Jeff Gordon, on the other hand, obviously very busy too. But I think he's, this is just a wild guess. He's probably focused on the draft. Yeah. I'm guessing and Hughes is fielding the calls. Because look, Hughes has done he, like some very, very good deals. Like if we look back at that Sherratt deal. Steal. That's a fleece. And look, and, and look, in hindsight, it's really easy to say now, right? Because we could we could talk yeah. all day about which deals kind of worked out and which deals will work out and which didn't yeah. and which don't. Um, but yeah, that Sherratt deal was great. The return was amazing. But here's what bothers me. I see on Twitter everyone saying, look at Arturi Lekkonen playing with Landis Cog and on the first power play unit and about to win a Stanley Cup. Okay. We knew that we was a possibility. We know what he provides. We know what he provides. We know that trading him to Colorado is going to give Colorado an extreme advantage adding depth to their team. And we knew they were a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. So why are people on Twitter saying, look at him on the first power play? The Habs misused him. The Habs aren't the Colorado Avalanche. Well, there you go. We don't have uh, Kale McCarr on our blue line. Like What a player. What a player that is. Yeah. I could so, talk all day about that. Top three? In the league? Yeah. I saw that. I mean, definitely best defenseman, in my opinion. Yeah. But top three, I, I, I say top five easily. Top five easily. Yeah. But I don't want to be too bold. Like, that guy's electric. Well, I, okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. I guess we could ask the listeners as well. Yeah. I saw something. I don't know if it was on Instagram. I think it was on Instagram. It was a question. If you're starting a franchise, are you building your team around McDavid Dreisaitl or McCarr McKinnon? McDavid Dreisaitl. <laughs> I take McCarr McKinnon. Really? Just because yeah. the importance or the... What's the word I'm looking for? I guess the importance yeah. of a defenseman that good, mm -hmm. like you're never going to, that's a number one for 15 years. Or you have two number one centers. Yes, but I think <laughs> McKinnon is is the second best player in the world. Uh, Yeah. I think. I, I prefer him over Dreisaitl any day. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. 100%. So I don't know. I, I guess it's the positional, the position that I'm looking at more. But again, it could go either way. Look, you're never going to say no to McDavid. Look, McDavid gains a lot of traction on and off the ice, clearly. Oh, my God. This guy's a nut job. <laughs> well, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> neither will we on Sammy Blay. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I would go McDavid Dry. Okay, so that's enough. a very good... It's, like, it's close, though, right? It's very close. Yeah. It's very close. It's a, it's a good question. Because some people um, tend to put a lot of emphasis on having a great number one center, a very good number two center, and depth in the center position, and that leads me to the NHL draft lottery. So the Arizona Coyotes had one job, right? It was to lose. No, it was to win against Dallas, and they went down like three nothing or something. They came back, brought it to overtime, and won. So that it clinched Habs last place in the in the league, and they they won the lottery. Did you watch that Bettman clip? The one where he, what did he say again? Where it's like all the balls in the machine. Yeah, and, and then, then he said something when Montreal won, though. Yeah, they said they say the code, and the guy who looks in the book goes Montreal, and he's like, "Oh, Montreal, yeah, wow, yeah." Like, what do you mean, wow? They had the best odds. Yeah, it's I as don't if know. like they jumped seven spots. Yeah, 
anyways. That's Batman for you. So the Habs will be drafting first overall in the NHL draft. They won a lottery where, look, there's no generational talent. There's a good amount of top-end talent. Um, it's very spread out. You know, the Habs win a lottery, which should be amazing news. And it is amazing news. It is amazing news. But why is there so much debate and everyone's hating on each other about who should do this, who should do that, why this player should be taken, why this player's garbage? These are 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids we're talking about. Okay, I'm, I'm 20 years old and I'm calling them kids. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's always stuff in Montreal. If, like, if Arizona won the lottery... It would be so obvious who they're taking, right? If who won the lottery? If Arizona won the lottery, oh. if New Jersey won the lottery. Well, New Jersey's kind of Shane a... Right? New Jersey, maybe not, because they have their centerman. Right. But if Arizona won the lottery, even... Yeah. yeah. If Ottawa won the lottery, it's it's obvious who they're taking. Uh, I... And for Montreal, it should be obvious as well. But why is there such... Like, I understand. Debate is amazing. Debate is good. There's always stuff to talk about. Healthy conversation. Healthy conversation. But why is it always negative? Yeah, well... When it comes to the Montreal Canadiens. Are you surprised, Mark? This is a good thing. No matter what happens, no matter <laughs> who they call up on that stage is a good thing. But you know, no matter who they call up on that on that stage, there's going to be someone, somewhere, oh, yeah. making a comment. Yeah, there will be. And there will be. Look, I've had my opinions. I haven't been able to voice them necessarily because we haven't really spoken too much about the draft mm-hmm. at length. But... It is wide open. It really is. And there are, there's Shane Wright, there's Slavkovsky, there's Logan Cooley, there's Nemich. Look, I'm not saying Nemich should go one. I'm not saying Cooley should go one. I'm not saying Slavkovsky should go one. All I'm saying is that all these players, in terms of um, skill set, mm-hmm. have a different skill set, but provide a specific, you know, value to the respective team. So. Look, I'm not sold on right, and I hope that doesn't upset people. Look, there's re- here's the thing. If you look at last summer, who's going first overall in this draft? It's Shane Wright. Throughout the whole year, it's Shane Wright. Once we get closer to the draft, people start... Look, he had an okay season. He was still, what, the highest point scorer? Can I, can, sir, can I cut you off for a second? Yeah, go ahead. And look, I'm, I'm praising Wright here. He had, a, he had some of the most points in the league. And on top of that, there were many comments and many uh, news reports coming out that the, the, the coach played him with a bunch of younger players mm-hmm. to mature. And also, let's not forget that he did miss a year of hockey. He did miss a year of hockey. He yeah. missed a year of development. That's huge. That's huge. That is huge. So think about that. Let's think about that for a second before we... Look, again, like I said, I'm not sold on Shea Wright, but I'm not going to harp on him as a hockey player. Like some people are doing. Yeah. So... But continue. I'm I'm sorry for cutting yeah, you off. Yeah, no, there. it's it's people are finding ways to make you think not to take him, which I don't understand. Why are you trying to find ways? We both know of someone. Yeah. So this is the guy in my opinion. It's you take him first overall. You have your one and two center. He's a good kid. But you everyone's just trying to find ways to not take him and to make this think that this is bad that we have the first overall pick. You have it. We'll see what happens. Look at me. If, if they take Slavkovsky, if they take Wright, if they take Cooley, if they take Jonathan Lekarimaki, sure. If you th- if if Hughes thinks he's the best player available and Gordon thinks he's the best player available, you take him. Right. If they look, if they find something that they look at this kid and say he's the best player available, go ahead by all means. And if he becomes that best player available, sure. What do you think would have happened if 
Um, the New Jersey Devils went up on stage and they didn't say Nolan Patrick's name nor Nico Heischer's name. Yeah, they would have said Kale McCarr. Everyone would have freaked out. I would have been like, "Why? Right? Why are you picking him so early? You have your your guy." Can I tell you why I'm not worried about who they take? I'll tell you right now. Under Bergevin and under that management, and again, I'm not harping on Bergevin here. I'm just we we know the development team when Bergevin was in charge. Yeah, it was shaky. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been a problem if you brought in a guy with a very low, a very low floor but a very high ceiling. It could have been problematic. Yeah. But now you're talking about a management team that not only knows how to draft properly, so that's one thing, but knows how to, and I'm hoping, will know how to develop their prospects. Mm-hmm. So let's say they go off the board and take a guy like Slavkowski. When I say off the board, I mean a 2-3 overall pick type of guy. If they think that he has a high ceiling, but a low floor, but he can be the best player in the draft, mm-hmm. so be it, right? Yeah. I don't think there's a problem with anyone they take. I, I think they're going to make the right decision. And I'm not saying this in a biased way. I think Kent Hughes came in here and Jeff Gordon came in here with a mission and a mission to rebuild this team and put in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And that starts with this pick. And they know how important it is. Yeah. And if they want to take Slavkowski, if they want to take Cooley, if they want to take Nemich, if they want to take Lecker Mackey or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. great, great. I think they're going to find a way to get Lecker Mackey. I think they're going to find a way to get two picks in the top 10. Yeah. I do. The, right now, the two picks that are available are number two and number seven, New Jersey and Ottawa. And for all the people on Twitter saying, if you're listening, the people who are tweeting this, saying, let's trade Josh Anderson for the second overall pick. I'm sorry. Wake up. The second overall pick, the value is extreme. That pick, the value is extreme. And it's not going to be Josh Anderson, a few first round picks and the... Uh, a prospect. New Jersey wants a player that's going to come in and score goals. Because they're, on the, be they're on the up right now. Yeah. And I look at a guy like Alex DeBrinkett. Yeah. If that guy's on the block, I'm sorry. That's that's a trade. Can I can I uh, jump in here for a second? Yeah, sure. I remember us having this conversation, and I and I know you agreed. And I, and I think we both agreed. Mm-hmm. Now looking at it, what are your thoughts on losing the lottery, having second overall... And not being forced to make a decision. I still think you win the lottery. Of course. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that what if, let's say, Arizona wins the lottery, we, 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 we get second overall. Mm-hmm. They take Shane Wright. Then you take Slavkowski, right? Yeah. If they take Slavkowski, you take Shane Wright. Or do you Wright. take Slavkowski? Yeah. I think he's the second best player, debatably the first best player in the draft. Sam Constantino has Cooley. Yeah, and Cooley, Cooley has a ton of upside. Mm-hmm. He's so skilled. Very skilled. I don't know. We need our we need our pro scout. No matter no matter where you're picking, you take the best player available. If it was second, if it was at least now at number one, if they think it's right, they can take him. If they don't, they don't take him. But at two, if they thought the best player was Shane Wright, they wouldn't have been able to take him. So now they have the choice. Clear cut. Yeah. Anyways, I know. In my opinion, the person making the pick shouldn't be Kent Hughes or Jeff Gordon or Jeff Molson or Martin Appoint. Or Bobrov. It should be Nick Suzuki with the C on his jersey. Oh, you mean up on the stage? Kent Hughes goes up. Thanks to fans. That would be amazing. That would be really cool. Thanks everyone for coming out. Congratulates whoever wins the Stanley Cup and then says for the selection, the 30th captain in Canadian's history. That would be really cool. They should. The Bell Center would, the roof would yeah. blow. It'd be crazy. Too um, bad we're not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk a bit about that. Um, w- Me and Mark and I are very upset. I don't know. Look, if someone's listening who works 
for the Canadians. And not only works, but it's selling a couple tickets for PR, day one. Yeah. Um, Please let us know. Those were arguably the hardest tickets to ever acquire, that I ever tried to acquire in my life. Those things sold out. Well, first of all, we got the pre-sale, right? Yes. We entered the pre-sale because I gave my email. And we entered the, the Ticketmaster room after waiting a little line. And there were like four seats available, not even. And, and they were like completely not next to each other. Not even close. I think they were 10 <laughs> seats apart. Yeah. Like. We weren't going to take that risk. We weren't going to sit alone. Like anyways. Um, and you know it would be a disaster if we tried to sit next to each other and someone didn't let us. And then we were stuck for two days sitting 10 seats apart. Oh yeah. Cheering for that first overall pick. I'll air high five you from 12 feet away. And yeah, not in that airport security building. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then we tried the second day to get tickets and we're like oh maybe there'll be more oh my god they sold out in like two seconds yeah so whatever so right now we Habs culture doesn't have tickets to the draft we feel a little bit like left out we got the short end of the stick here i thought we were gonna have a spot at the table <laughs> if i'm being honest i'm well, waiting for the email yeah me too like look how cool it. would that be to sit at the table yeah like i'd even i'd even just give out chips to the guys if they wanted chips. just to be there like you know give them snacks Jeff, you need some water? You know what I mean? Just to be at that table. I maybe bring up, I have to bring it up once an episode that they need cup holders. They do need cup holders. <laughs> they do. Mark's very passionate about that. It's because, you know, like sometimes I go and they take off the cap. Sometimes they don't take off the cap. Sometimes yeah, I know. They, it's so selective. Sometimes they give me a straw. <laughs> like, well, what's going on? Be consistent here. Like, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but all this to say is that the draft is kind of wide open as of right now. And do you, okay, I have a question. Do you think that management has their guy right now do you think yeah. they knew who they're taking yeah i think so too yeah this whole someone called kent hughes and said who are you taking he said i don't know yeah stop the cap you know they know they went to the combine they've been watching these kids um they spoke to, to multiple kids and they didn't take slavkovsky out for dinner but did you i liked his reaction i liked his yeah you hear what he said he's a funny kid yeah you know honestly honestly it reminds me a lot of ovechkin yeah i see that not just because like, he has le- broken English. Yeah, but a, lesser, a lesser version because Ovechkin is oh, very... Oh, like, I'm not saying he's going to go on the ice and beat Gretzky. Oh, no, I'm not, even, I'm not even saying as a player. I was talking about personality Oh, wise. personality, yeah. Yeah. But just the thing about his on ice, he's like... He's strong. But he's a streaky goal scorer. Like, right. he scores against Latvia, not against Canada at the World... Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's fair, though. Because people are, people are giving him a hard time about his numbers back in the Liga. And how is that where he played in Liga? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, people are saying he has a point three goals per game or a point three point per game. Like, look, I understand that if it's you're a gonna, men's league, it's a men's league, and mm-hmm. people are saying, well, look, like if you're going to be picked number one overall, you should be dominating your respective league. And I kind of get that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're talking about a 17, 18, turning 19 year old <laughs> kid. He's not going to be dominated yeah. with 30 or uh, like 25, 30 year olds. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like that. Because, look, let's let's be real. If he were to play in the OHL, in the WHL, let, let's say you were playing with uh, Mysak and and uh, Jackeye. Yeah. Like, let's be real. He'd probably be over point per game. Yeah. But the one, the one thing that he's getting a lot of hate for is the fact, or hate, is the fact that he's never really played on anything but international ice. Yeah. 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 Honestly, look. I'm not the type to be able to compare what Liga and OHL, how to compare I mean, neither players. do I. You know, like, look, they're going to make the right pick. It's not up to me. I would like to be at the table, but it's not up to me. 
I'll One field day. some calls. I'll I'll listen to I'll field some calls. Call Sakic. One day. Who knows? Um One day. But there is a lot of talk about the Habs wanting to move up in the draft. Obviously not down in the draft, but they have a bunch of picks, including Calgary's, which will be trade bait. Um hey, look, if they want that liquor maki guy, which they took for I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, I think I think you're okay. Lekarimaki. Lekarimaki. Hold on. Lekarimaki. Yeah, Lekarimaki. Um, they took him out for a nice steak dinner. And uh, and did you hear the questions they were asking these players? Yeah, weird. I don't. But I don't know. See, my question is, how does it apply to hockey? Which one are you thinking about? The toilet one? Yeah. Okay, so for those who are listening to like listening and saying, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, Kent Hughes asked some of the players, "If you were, would, would you rather take ten dollars off the seat of the toilet bowl, or fifty dollars that's inside the toilet bowl?" But wait, like, like, what would your first response be if I'm Kent Hughes, Justin? Would you rather take ten dollars off the seat of the bowl or fifty dollars from inside the bowl? I'll take the fifty. Okay, but what's inside the bowl? I don't know. That's the thing. But is that what they're trying to get you to think about? I don't know. Probably. What, is, was it just not clear yeah, on but, Twitter? But, you know what I think that they want is they want... Okay, I think that this it goes way further yeah. than hockey as we could see. It does. And it I does. think... And, and there's a lot... I know people... I that, have my, my thoughts on I know this. Why, I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, my, well, my thoughts are they want you to maybe ask a few questions saying like, like what are the... Because okay. some people will just answer like... Like like this, my, without thinking. Okay, my thoughts are: Are you gonna go through shit f- through in a negotiation for money? That's my thought process. How much do you care about that money? So you think that they want you to say the ten? I think this is an agent talking to a kid. That's not a general. Look, this manager. is speculation and a half. I'm just saying. Like, if I go to dinner with Mark Bergevin, he's probably asking what my bench press is. If you go with Kent Hughes, he's asking <laughs> if I put my hand in shit. You know what I mean? So there's clearly something that I don't understand. Like, wh- what does that mean? I don't know. One day, if we run into him, we'll ask him. I would love that. You know what? When he's on the podcast, we'll ask him. Next week, no? Uh, <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's busy next week. I think that's what he told me. <laughs> and for the next year. <laughs> or two. For the, but, rest of, for the rest of his contract. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't understand that question. Um would you... Okay, I'm going to throw this on you on the spot. Josh Anderson. Oh, don't start Don't start with J.A. with Josh me. Anderson. I don't like talking about J.A. It's, it's I want to know, sad. Do you, is he, in your mind, untouchable no matter what the offer is? Or Mark, if I find the right deal, Mark, he's out of here. There's not a single player on the Montreal Canadiens that's untouchable. For the, and, and I'm serious about that. Stop. You trade Nick Suzuki for Alex Zabrinkit? No, but see, that's not an offer I take, right? Like... I love to bring cat, but I, okay, fine. I guess I'm lying. <laughs> I guess I'm like, I wouldn't, I guess I'm not trading Suzuki and I'm not trading Cole Caulfield. Yeah. Everyone else is up for grabs. Yeah. Agreed. Every, every single other players. Agreed. But with that being said, Josh Henderson is absolutely, if the price is right, go okay. for it. it okay. okay. Question. If you're being given the second overall pick for Josh Henderson, are you taking it straight I up? I wouldn't even, I, I would like, I'd hesitate. I wouldn't even hesitate. Right. Like it, the word yes would be out of my mouth quicker. Okay. I'd hang up right away. But see, it's crazy that from an outside perspective, of course we have our respective opinions on Josh Anderson and what he brings to the table. I trade him for the seventh overall pick. 
Okay. That's interesting. I trade him for the 10th overall pick. Okay, now you're pushing it, though. I'm not pushing it. But I think you are. <laughs> Look, Josh Anderson, I love Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson brings he, something to the table mm-hmm, that a lot of players, mm-hmm. that most players can't provide. Yeah. He's, in, he's in the 99th percentile in terms of what he can yeah. do on the ice. He puts everything on the ice. He's going to show the new kids that come into this organization, you have to put everything out there with Gallagher. This is your guy. He's in Montreal, enjoying it. He's a good hockey player. But. But I don't like the but. But he has a hefty contract. It's hefty, but how old is he? 28, Oh, no, that doesn't bother me about the player. I'm talking about his contract is hefty. And let's not forget that a $5 million dad and is coming in. Someone has to go. Hoffman. Yeah. That's four. Yeah. But but if you're receiving the 10th overall pick. But Okay, but I have a question now. Because now we're going to... Look, I'm not too familiar with every single prospect in the draft. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you one thing. There is a significant drop-off in terms of talent in this draft. No, meets the Licker Mackey guy. Like I, yeah, look, but he's not. I don't know if he'll be there at ten. That's a he's that's a risk you're willing to take. Seven and ten. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But what if he's not there? Well, no, I'm doing? just saying if the Canadians can confirm that he'll be there. Right. Okay. Which is a way. There is a way. There's a way. They're gonna do it. Like I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that they pull the trigger on that trade. Like I think they'd add assets. They're, they're, apparently, they're huge on this kid. Yeah, and apparently he's uh, insane. So like even even um, Brad Lambert. Yeah, but Apparently he fell. he's dropping. He did. But remember at him at the in his first World Juniors when he was like wearing the cage, he was like 17 years old, lined up. Yeah. Everyone was talking about this kid and Shane Wright. Those because he has the most upside. Yeah. You know who I'm a big fan of? That's I'm not going to say dropping, but is not considered top five anymore. Matt Savoie. Yeah. He's also incredibly talented. I'm just curious to see who, who their guy is for the Canadians and who they're going to ship out because Jeff Petrie is going to go to Dallas, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to be Dallas. And honestly... Because I'm they're going to let Klingberg walk, right? He's going to want yeah. max term. I don't even care what they get for Petrie as long as you don't retain. If they don't retain, it's a, it's a win in my books. If they don't retain. If they don't retain. Yeah. But how many how many contracts are they retaining right now? Just one, right? Whose? Are they not retaining half of Sherratt's? It expired this summer. Oh, right. He's a UFA now. Mm-hmm. So never mind. Yeah. So you have two to... you have We have the ability to retain two, right? You have the ability to retain okay. two max at fifty. Look, you obviously don't want to be retaining Jeff Petrie's contract. No, because it's what six is he years at? Left. A little, a little under six million. Yeah, right. It's more the term. If it was like two years left, sure, retain. What is Cares. it for? I think it's more. Isn't it more? Wasn't he signed to a a six year? Was it a six? Yeah, at the time. But when did he sign that? It was two years for, ago. I thought it was last summer. No. He Before found, last he summer. He an extension last summer. When did it kick in? Wow, so maybe time's just going right really slow for me right now. It was. Now. Bur- it was like the Bergevin. It was right after the bubble. He signed an extension. Right after the bubble, yeah. He signed a four-year deal, you're right, on September 25th, 2020. Right, okay, so how many left? Two yeah. or one? Or I mean two or three? It should be three. We're going into the 2022-23 season, yeah. correct? So three years left. Okay, so he signed it about a year ago. Oh, it feels way At longer six than point, that. 6.25 with a no move. But it's a, he I would waive his no move to go anywhere. But I, I think, think it's, at this it's point. a. It's not. A it's like a certain move. amount of teams. Yeah, it's not right? a full okay. move. I mean, I think he's waving it to go to Dallas anyway. So I don't think we have to worry about that. And on top of that, would you retain half? Half no. But half is not is not a hefty I'd amount. I give up assets to not retain. Sure, but if you're going to retain three and a half million, let's just say half of six point two, right? For three years, that's three and a half. I don't know. That's a, that's a, like a, a three, decent player on your team that's just not there because I know. But what what is in it? There's way more in it for Dallas than for the Habs to retain. 
I mean, other way around. If the Habs retain, mm-hmm. what's what's the worst that can happen? You retain it for three more years. Mm-hmm. Are the Habs in a window to win in two years from now? No, no. It's just it's like money you're spending on no one. Right, but you're also spending money on Dadanov. Dadanov's done in a year. Okay, but the point is, is that they're willing to to spend money on players that don't really contribute to the to the the success of the team. Bull take. You want to hear a bull take? Sure. Dadanov's going to be flipped at the deadline for a near first round pick. I think that is very bold. But I think, but I also could see him scoring. I don't want to be stupid. I think he, I could see him scoring fifteen to twenty before the deadline. I said twenty-five last okay. week to a friend. But before the deadline or in, on the season? Oh, he'll be on pace by the deadline. Like by the end of the year, he'll be like you. Just have to check his on pace. You know right, what I mean? Right. I think he's the type of player that, with zero expectations, plays amazing. By the way, we didn't even talk about that. Weber was Shea Weber the captain of Montreal Canadiens was traded for Evgeny Dadnov of the Vegas Golden Knights yeah that's why we're talking about Dadnov um, Vegas is so sketchy I, I think, hate Vegas I, hate every, everything I don't about hate them. them but a lot of people do they're, they're is scums. it just because they're scums yeah they're scums Dadnov Dadnov was their best player second half of the season traded him to a team that he had on his no move that situation I listened a lot like to a whole podcast just about that situation like, I barely remember. It was such a long time ago. That was the weirdest thing that no one knew who was who was on the list. The list wasn't submitted properly, but it was submitted properly. The league made a mistake. Anyways, here's the thing about Dadnov. He didn't want to go to Anaheim. You know what his reason was? Taxes. Okay. In Vegas, because he, he pays no taxes. Anaheim, it's probably, what is it? Anaheim state tax. Let's see. Anaheim. I wish I knew more about that, and I'm gonna learn about that what? because because learn about what because there's players that are always complaining about the taxes, but then I hear people telling me that the taxes don't matter based on where you play. Is that is that not true? No, their income, yeah. But is it's based on a game to game, right? Well, it's based on their. I, I I'm guessing it's based on their annual income. Like if you work a regular, I don't job know in if Quebec, that's true though because I also heard that that if you go play, let's say you're 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 playing in Montreal and you go play in in L.A. or sorry, that's a bad example because it's so similar. But if you go play in Dallas. Or Texas, like a game? Yeah, a oh, game. Oh, it's de- like it. It varies. Oh, see that? That? that yeah, I have no idea. I want it, but is this all in the CBA? I want to know. Well, it's not just about his income. It's oh, it's probably in the CBA. I'd but it's probably it's not just his income. It's about living. I'm gonna buy the CBA. You're gonna buy it's on. It's a PDF online. Okay, so I'll you print it. Buy the CBA. I'll You're gonna print, print it. it. You're gonna run out of ink. <laughs> How many pages? <laughs> Let's see. NH. Once you I it? opened it. Once I opened it. Don't tell me that you wouldn't read it if you like. Like you read, read it, it over the years. I'd I'd read it. Like How long a, do you think it would take you to finish? If I wanted to understand everything? Yeah. A lot. Like once I went and I checked the I have index, my highlighter out. I checked the in, like the start, the index, because I wanted to know. I asked Eric about it. Remember the uh Yeah. Like there was a compensate like a it was about making a trade compensation. Yeah, it was a compensation. I think it was with KK. No, it was about um teams getting let off the hook with certain buyout contracts that it right, wasn't right, gonna yeah. hit the cap. Um yeah, this I can't find the CBA. Whatever. Anyway, I would definitely read it. Oh no, because I didn't even Google CBA. I Googled NHL draft. Nice. NHL CBA collective bargaining agreement. Here it is. NHLPA.com.ca. How many how many pages? Click here to download. Over under two fifty. Click here to download the CBA. Hold on, it's downloading. I think I'm I'm gonna make that my mission. Oh my! What's what's your guess? I said two fifty. Two fifty. Is that laughable? Jeez. Is it laughable? Laughable in what way? Like, like is it too low? How many pages is it? It's 540 oh pages. Oh, my God. But pa- look, a page a, a day for over a year. Just the, like, 
what's the what's the thing at the start index what's it called like the table of contents type table of thing? Of, just the table of contents is tw- 19 pages what <laughs> yo what that's insane then there's then there's a whole there's a bunch of pages about definitions definition about waivers where were we going with this the cba okay we're going about i love how enough. we do this it's just you're asking about the state tax so yeah. anaheim it's 7.75 percent okay and he said, I don't want to go there. But now he's coming to Montreal. That's the thing. He what is w- it? Isn't it almost 50? <laughs> no, it's 15. 15? Well, I'm talking I'm talking about regular state tax. Oh. I'm not talking about income or whatever. I'm sure, okay. Regular state tax. Because if he wants to go buy a bagel or a house. Oh, okay. We're not talking about income tax. I'm just talking about... Ta- when, like, you, when, you go, when you go to the store and buy something I'm talking about the state tax. tax. Okay, fine. The, the cost of living sure. is a lot higher here because you have to pay all this tax. Yeah. Compared to when he's in Vegas. Well, TVQ and yeah, TPS TVQ. Yeah. And when he goes, when he goes into Vegas and he goes in the, the strip of Las Vegas and he wants to buy a T-shirt that says "I love Vegas." What is it there? Zero. It's zero in Vegas. I think I think there's no ta- I think there's no state tax. Really? I'm so wrong. Yeah. What? That can't even be a it's thing. It's four point six. Okay, so he's going from four point six to potentially seven point five. What's but then Florida? Isn't I don't Florida know. Like I don't know state taxes. Okay, we got way too political. But I feel like Florida's nothing too. It's like close to zero. Like it's barely it anything. Be close to zero. Six per. Oh, that's sales tax rate. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Where anyways, we're going with anyways, this. anyways. He didn't want it because of taxes. That was his excuse. Yes, but he comes to a province where the taxes are through the higher roof. than ever. Anyways. The Habs traded Dadnov. The Habs traded Weber for Dadnov, and people obviously are saying, "What the hell is this?" They just traded a guy who can't skate for a guy who can potentially score twenty goals. Why would Vegas do this? And what did you ask me a few days ago? Well, I just said, "What's in it for the Habs?" But now I understand. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good bubble I sent you. You know, it was right? good because at first glance, I was just like, "I don't get it," because it's not really counting yeah. towards the Habs' money. But now I realize that it's just a contract that takes up way too much of the actual um, LTIR space, right? Yeah. So How I'm much r- is the LTIR space? Like, How much space do you have? Or is, there an, is it an unlimited amount? Is there like a cap is what I'm saying? See, that, I don't know. We don't know anything. But first of all, LTIR is very, very tricky. And it's sketch. It's very sketch because there's a, a whole lot of rules. But right. here's the thing. The Canadians traded Shea Weber's contract. I'm going to round it down to 7 million. It's 7 point something, right? 7.6 okay. maybe. I'm going to round sure. it down to 7 million. Okay. So they traded $7 million out of their long-term injured reserve, which doesn't go towards their cap. Yes. Vegas needed to get rid of money to sign players. So they got rid of a $5 million Dadanoff contract that comes off their books. Right. And then, and then Weber doesn't count towards anything. Weber comes in and goes straight to LTIR. And it- so they stash his money. Okay, and now here's my question. Mm-hmm. What happens if Weber retires? If Weber retires, Nashville pays. Okay, but then what does it then why wouldn't we just keep Weber at that point? Because Kentu said he doesn't like unused money on top of his head because it creates uncertainty. Because if you add Carey Price to LTIR yes. next year. Yeah. And if he goes on LTIR next year, he's done, in my opinion. Right. hundred percent. If he goes to LTIR, that's ten and a half. Plus Weber seven, plus Byron, right? Because I think he's hurt too. I think so. So now you have all that cash that's floating on top of your head. 
And if new players are coming in, it doesn't give you the room, first of all, a lot of LTIR and regulations, you can get fined if you don't do it properly. So that's a lot of cash that's been floated up on top of and your it, head. And it has a bunch of question marks. For no reason. Right. And if you start becoming competitive, because look, these contracts look, whoever's still, what, five years? Yeah. Price would still be, what, five, six years? Yeah, something like that. Byron, I think there's like one or two years left. Right. But all those years, at one point, you're going to be competitive by the time those contracts are done. So if one guy, if you're going into a playoff and I'm like, I need to get players into LTIR, what if the rules change? What if there's something that says he can't go into LTIR because you have too much cash up there? Right. Then you're stuck. So the longer he waited for Weber, the more the value decreased because they knew he was going to be in a pickle. Okay, right? that makes sense. So he got rid of something he doesn't have to worry about. That $5 million of that now is going to expire next year. Yeah, next He's probably going to flip him at a deadline. Yeah. So, look, I don't know 100% of the details. Right. But, in essence, he wanted to get rid of unused cap or unused money. Even if it wasn't going towards a salary cap, he wanted to get rid of it. Right, just because there's no point. Like, at that point, there's no point in having it. uncertainty for no reason. Yeah, I get that. Right? Price has four years, by the way. Four years. So, if he goes on LTIR, then you have four years at 10.5 million of unused cap. Well, it doesn't go towards your cap. You're still paying him, obviously. Right. But then what if players have to go up there and you have to make roster Right, and, and like and you down. said, when you start to become competitive, there's going to be players that are going to maybe have to hit the LTIR exactly. and then you're going to be like, oh, well, we already have this $10.5 million contract. And then what if the contract. league says, well, you have too much money up there right. and you can't and you're stuck. Yeah, okay. Because you couldn't get rid of it. See, it's a little bit... Look, I I'm, I don't consider myself the average mm-hmm. fan, but it's it's still confusing. Oh, it's very confusing. Yeah. It's very confusing. But interesting. Yeah, they shared that contract and I'm very surprised with it. I thought they were going to have to give up assets to get rid of that contract. I thought they were gonna give Arizona like a second. See, I don't wanna I don't wanna rattle you here, but I was kinda hoping that they would do something similar with Carey Price. Yeah, I think they're just waiting to see what he says. Yeah, he's thirty four years old. I don't think they're gonna get rid of that contract. But what what says you can't if it's a similar situation to Weber's, right? There's teams yeah, that are willing to do that. To, you could send to him to Arizona. Up. Yeah, it's only Arizona. But then again, you have to look at him from a person he's he's a person and mm-hmm. he's done so much for this franchise that will they like they don't want to shoot him either but like they don't the want to screw him thing. either vegas only did this deal because weber's contract you know how when they say seven million dollar cap it yeah but they get paid in different intervals sure yeah so what is it is it was it front loaded or back lo- like, it was it was front loaded okay so he was paid a shit ton of so money. now it was so now it's like a, a smaller it's amount a million a, a million amount. a million to, oh really it's, it's very low okay so, so he was probably getting paid like 10, 11, 12 was, at yeah. the beginning there. Because that was an offer sheet contract. I remember that, right? He did get offer sheet. That was a Philadelphia offer sheet contract. Yeah. And Nashville matched. So it was clearly front-loaded. A lot like Sebastian Ajo's contract is right. front-loaded. So I miss Sebastian Ajo on our team. Habs legend. Throw up the jersey <laughs> in so the rafters. Good. Anyways, so Vegas receives his contract and just have to pay him in cash a million, a mil- just a million, a million. Price, I don't think it's front-loaded. I think that's well. Spread you out. could see it. Well, actually, it just says cap hit. I wonder if I could see the the breakdown of his contract. Last summer, I think he received a bonus of like millions, millions in one shot. Just oh a my bonus. God. Okay, you want to hear this? Yeah. Was it ten million? When? It was like a, during this like a July first. There was a July first where he received. Well, a I'm fat just looking. Bonus. Sorry, I'm because right now I'm looking at like. So this so this coming season he was so 2018 19 15 million 
2019, I'm just going to go in order, okay? 15, 15, 975, 13, 775 this year, mm-hmm. eight and a half, and then 2024, 2025, and 2025, 2025, six, 2025, yeah. 2026, seven and a half each. So no one wants that contract. But yeah. Even right. if it goes in LTIR, you're paying this guy $7 million in cash. Right, yeah. Why would an owner want that? For a guy it who's not playing. Makes sense. Anyway. You know what I mean? So that's why the Weber contract is movable. Anyways, that was pretty exciting news. It's kind of cool to see because now I'm looking at his contract history. I won't go too deep into yeah. it, but it's like his first contract was signed by Bob Gainey. Oh, was it? Yeah, 2007. And then his, I think that was his entry level. And then his next one was signed by Pierre Gauthier. Pierre Gauthier. And then Bergevin extended him. Bergevin gave him a nice extension. But this was only six and a half, I think, he made by Bergevin the first time. Bergevin gave him a first extension? Uh, I thought Bergevin gave him the ca- big It says cap hit and AAV was six and a half. So. I think Bergevin gave him the, the big, did the big he, one. When did he sign his contract? 2017-18? Yeah. So then, yeah, he was signed before that from 2012 or to 2016. 20- Sorry? Was it 2016? I don't know. Here it says that he signed a six-year extension worth $39 million by Bergevin. Signed on July t- uh, 2nd, 2012. That was oh, through to set, so but then he signed like the extent, like the yeah. extension. But he, I think he signed that extension, like you said, in 2016. So it's when and when Bergevin came in because 2012, it's when Bergevin. He signed came this in. in 2017, the okay. big one, the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, that's the hefty part of the trade. I, can we segue on to something quickly because yeah, we're sure. talking about injuries? Jonathan yeah. Drouin. It, it's a question mark every season, every single season. Look, I like the guy. But talented, yeah. But it's enough. Such a distraction. It's enough. Such a distraction. I have a lot of respect for him, but I think it's enough at this point. You know what's gonna end up happening? He's just gonna walk, and it's too bad. Remember last year when we were predicting that he would go to Seattle? Yeah, I think that would have made sense. It would have. Did he? Did they expose him? The Habs? I don't think so. They exposed Price. Yeah, that I remember. Um, I don't know. I think he's just going to walk. Who, who's going to want him? I, I don't know. At this point, I have no idea. How old is he now? The thing is, every year there's new optimism about him. Every year. And, and, and you know what's crazy, Mark? Is that it, the, optis, the, the optimi- op- optimism optimism only increases <laughs> every year. It doesn't, it doesn't stay the same. It increases. It increases. He, he comes to the golf tournament and says, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Je prêt. Yeah. And it's the same, it's the same it's story. The same same yeah. thing. He gets 15 assists. Can't put the puck in the back of the net. He's very skilled, though. Very skilled, but you could be the most skilled player oh, athlete in the world. He just doesn't you... have the drive to be what it, like, I mean, I'm saying this sitting here in the basement yeah. and talking about an NHL player, yeah. but I, from, from my perspective, it just doesn't look like he has what it takes. It's unfortunate, to say it the is. least. How old is he now? I w- my guess, 27. Okay, I'm going to check quickly. 27, you said? Yeah, 27. 27. And his contract expires next summer. That's why I'm saying... You might as well hold on to him, I guess. No, I'm just saying he's probably going to walk. Oh. No one's going to call you for that for that player. Let's see. He's getting paid $5.5 million a year. Expires next year. He becomes a UFA. He's still on the IR. Like, people tell me, imagine Jonathan Drouin with the Florida Panthers, where there's no... Stress. A lot yeah. like Anthony Duclair went there and literally. Well, up. look at look at Sam Bennett even. But why couldn't he do it with Tampa? But he, he it's not that he what do you think he didn't? Because he still put up like 
50, like almost 60 points in 72 games. Yeah, but he asked to be out. He asked to get kicked out. Yeah. And he said he wanted to go somewhere where he could win. Because he got sent to the minors. Yeah. Then he asked for trade and they called him up. And played he well. played amazing. And he still won. He was it. dominant. Yeah. But Sergeyev's uh, wrister from the point. Yeah. Damn. And, then, and, and he's passionate up. too. I like what he's become. Sergeyev? Yeah. I'm happy. First of all, um, look, the Habs lost that trade. Of course. There's no debate. But, I, I didn't like it the second it happened to be completely But the people saying that Sergeyev was going to become a top two. Like he's, no. he's a top six defenseman. He's a top six defenseman. And the only reason that he looks a lot better than he is is because look where he's playing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's call him sheltered. And I don't want I'm not saying that in a in a disrespectful way, mm-hmm. but when you're playing behind Hedman, you're playing behind a guy like Cernak, you're playing with McDonough, you have Bogosian, Ruda, like these guys are guys that know how to win. Mm-hmm. And when you're slotted in there, the, the confidence level goes up, right? If you're playing on the top pairing with on the Habs, I don't know. If there's one former Hab I'd want back on this wait, team. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. Go. Okay, give me a guess though. Give me a hint. We'll give He's it away. A defenseman. Former Hab that I think would help, um, Subban. Not only Subban. Not only help the kids. Subban. Hold on. Not <laughs> only help the kids, but once you become competitive, would actually have an impact on the ice. Am I right? So now guess again. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not PK. No. Um. Like, like, is it like a Jordy Ben? No, it's not a Jordy. Is it a John Merrill? It's not a John Merrill. Okay, I guess I'll go for one more guess. Yeah, go ahead. Defenseman. Defenseman. Can you give me the, the division or conference? He's in the Eastern con- Conference. Division? Is he in the Atlantic? Yeah. Doesn't play on the Leafs, doesn't play on Boston. Oh, Mike Riley? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Ryan McDonough. Oh, okay. See, um, that, that caught me off guard. That's not fair. What, what do you mean? You just said his name 20 seconds ago. Yeah, I know, ago. but I don't think of him as he ever really played for Montreal. Well, he did. Well, he's a former Hab. Anyways. Yeah, you could like, If you watch him play on the ice, like he puts everything out there. Yeah. Everything out there. He's a good hockey player. Yeah. Anyways. The playoffs? Yeah, I'll chat about that. Um, my bracket. Did you make a bracket? I did, and I was very good until Calgary lost. Where'd you put you go Calgary to the conference finals? I think I had Calgary winning the cup, to be honest. So that was up the window. Yeah. No, I put them in the conference finals. I was trying to be different, though. I was trying to be different, too, when I put LA beating Oilers in seven. Okay. And they almost did it. They almost did it. Yeah. Um, I put Florida going to the Stanley Cup final, losing to Colorado. See, that's one thing I didn't do. I had Tampa going to the final. So that, oh, good. So that's nice. an, a solid prediction. That's good. The other side, I mean, I don't know why I tried to be different. I had Calgary beating Colorado in the, in the Western Conference final. And, that, and not only did it, Calgary not even make it there, but... Edmonton. Uh, honestly, if, if I'm Calgary, I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed. I, I feel bad for You're them. You're embarrassed? Well, <laughs> not, not me. Um, I don't know. I, I thought Calgary had a really strong team. And I thought they had a they team that was built for the playoffs. But no, I, but I thought they had a yeah. team that was built for the playoffs. And I don't think in any world, in any world, that Calgary team should ever lose to an Edmonton team with Mike Smith and Nets. I don't. Edmonton is not good. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Don't need First to of all, no one's good compared to Colorado. Colorado's in a class of its own. If some teams think, oh, we're one or two players away from being a Stanley Cup winner, no, you're not. Look at the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. Um, Edmonton, if you lose to Edmonton in seven because Connor McDavid had 72 points in seven games, I'd be like, okay, right, <laughs> that's fair. But Connor McDavid did play very well. He did. He Leon was the best, Dreisaitl he was the best played very well, but he was hurt. 
Dressel played very well, but he was hurt. He had a high ankle sprain, and he was getting they, like they knew that they were the Calgary Flames were playing street hockey. They were playing down. They were the yeah. They were no. They were playing shinny hockey against the best shinny hockey team in the league. Right. They weren't shutting down anyone. They were just going out there, shoot the puck, score goals. And I'm sorry, and Jacob Markstrom did not look like Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom looked horrid, horrible. Like every, he he was battling every puck. Like. If, like they tried to win a scoring battle against Connor McDavid. Right. Like what's wrong with you? You might as well just put. They might as well, like you said, Shinny. You might as well just pull both goalies and try to hit posts. That's what that game felt like. They didn't. They didn't deserve to win any game of that series. They won the first game because Mike Smith played worse than Jacob Markstrom. Right. That's the only reason why they won. And, that game. But the problem is, Mark, is that Mike Smith should never be playing better than Jacob Markstrom, and the fact that he did for four out of five games is 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 embarrassing. He let in a goal from the other end of the ice and complained. Mike Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. He starts Ridiculous. yelling. He should let in a muffin from the other yeah. end of the ice. Whatever. Um, if there's one thing to take away from these playoffs, or maybe two. One, well, there's one thing for me is that NHL playoffs is better than NBA playoffs, and that's not oh, even close. Not even close. Not even close. Don't I, even debate me on that. I can't even watch a full quarter of the NBA. It's crazy how boring it was this year. Yeah. I mean, great for Steph Curry, but that was boring. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very boring. Um, we'll get into the owner topic later. Oh, I like that. Buddies, okay? yeah. But what I'm going to say, Stanley Cup playoffs, first thing to take away, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, juggernaut. Juggernaut, yeah. Juggernaut. And, and I didn't believe in them. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to sit here and pretend like, I, because I didn't. They needed to just get over the hump and once they did, I believe. Yeah. But like, well, you anyways. know what they needed to do? What? Not win the league. Not be the, not win the President's Trophy. It's a curse. It's, it is. I, I, think, I think teams should try not to win that trophy. I, you probably get a fat bonus. You think? Yeah. Player, players yeah, get bonuses. Yeah, probably. You know the players get bonuses, yeah. right? Right. We, we, we should also... Like not just the owners. Yeah. The players get a bonus. So that was your first takeaway? So yeah, that the Colorado Avalanche are a juggernaut and anyone who thinks that there are one or two players from a Stanley Cup, you're not. Toronto, if you think John Gibson's going to be that guy, you're not that guy. We didn't even talk about the Leafs, but... Let's oh, just... we'll get into them after because I love talking about the Leafs. Sure. Um, the second thing, Jake Ottinger is legit. Yeah, he's amazing. Jake Ottinger is very That's good. That's the definition of a talented goalie. The future of the NHL goaltending-wise, Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger looked amazing out of this world. He's going to get a fat I, contract. I have a question. Did you enjoy the uh, little run by the by the Rangers there? I did. Me too. I did. And to, for people that think I that know, it's bad that they I lost, know. it's not bad at all. That's I think, very good. I think that they're a, I think they're a cup contender. I'm not saying it's bad that they, I'm not saying it's good that they lost. I'm just saying that to look at this in a bad way, like if you're a Rangers fan saying, oh man, don't be mad. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, and there's a lot of people on Twitter that are getting upset, like saying, like, if you're a Habs fan, how can you possibly cheer for the Rangers? Like, they have Chris Kreider, and I'm, I'm just like... Okay, you know why I'm cheering for the Rangers? terrible take. You know why I'm cheering for the Rangers? Because Jeff Gordon built them. That's his team. Yeah. And I, and I believe that our team's going to be that. Well, a lot of people are saying that the Habs could be in that similar situation at one point. They will. And, um, I, and I think that... And I personally think that that Rangers team was constructed very well. Very well. I'm not well. just saying it because of Gordon. Mm-hmm. I think lines one to four are amazing, and I think their defense yeah. lacks a little bit, but Chesterkin makes up for that. Gordon did have an easier time because of the market, though. Like, he was well, in Manhattan. He was lucky that he was able to go out and get Panarin for $10 million and call it a day, right? And that Fox said, I'm not playing in the NHL unless it's with the New York Rangers. So that helps a bit, too. Um, Stole Mika Zabinijad, though. That was robbery. Highway robbery. But he still built a very good team. Chesterkin, amazing. Very good goalie. Um, yeah, they look good. They look they look good. They're going to be good for, uh, for a while. And... Uh, I just wanted to add something yeah. about the the juggernaut comment that you were making about uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. The players that are making the biggest difference for me, and I know, you, and I know you could probably predict what I'm going to say before I say it. Yeah. Not Kale McCarr. I mean, 
Well, okay. Kill McCarr, McKinnon, Landeskog, granted, the big amazing. players are performing, yes. which is super important. But add the Nichushkin. Mm-hmm. Add the Lekin. So he's gonna get so he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid. Add the Burakovsky. <laughs> I mean, look, he's he's been injured, but he's he provides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have just those guys here and there, like Kaji's gonna come back. He's what a piece, right? What a piece that and is. And on defense, I mean, Bowen Byram is solid. I know Girard's out, but Devin Taves is as solid as they it gets. They have no Kadri and no Girard, and they're mopping the floor. Yeah. With the defense but the I think if there's one thing that we've learned is that you don't discount Tampa. I don't think it's over. Oh, it's not over. It's not over by any oh, means. the Rangers I, series. There you go, right? It was 2-0 and 2-0 in game yeah. three. But that 7 nothing was convincing. Yeah. But then again, you're playing at home, right? So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The oxygen level. Yeah, people, Probably people love to blame that. Time. Um, okay, so there was two things we said we were going to go back on. There was the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. and, oh, we'll get on that right away. The NBA, the, the owner. Yeah, okay, let's talk about so that. So we both agree with this. We both strongly agree with this and some of our friends don't. In the NBA, the NFL, right? Um, the MLB. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about the MLB, but I know about the other two. Okay. The owner gets the trophy before the players, which makes no sense to us. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, look, I, I don't, <laughs> Like I, th- this is something that I stand yeah. strong on. Like I, I think it's it's quite dumb. Like people say, oh, but he pays the bills. Yeah, but did he put all of his effort into winning that trophy? Like a ma- like here's my here's my take is like you're looking at a team like okay, let's say let's say hypothetically Colorado goes on to win the cup. Yeah. Well, I don't know who their owner is though. Right, but who cares? <laughs> okay, let's Google it. Okay, you Google it and you let me know. But I'm gonna continue on with my story. They win, right? Kale McCarr, blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, he's not even the captain, right? Who's what? Nothing. Continue. Okay. Blood, sweat, and tears put into this. And they win the cup. Makar, McKinnon, Landeskog, their captain, fought for everything to get to this point. Kadri's on crutches. And their owner is the one lifting the cup. And Walton Kronk. What? That's her name. Oh, (laughs) So, I what you so said. let's say they win the cup. Yes. Lannis bleeding through the yeah, bleeding, left side like of his head. He's cut on his eye. Makar has like a, uh, like a, like a gushing blood on, yeah. his, on his pinky. I don't know. And, sh- and Gary Batman, oh no, the, the guys with the white gloves come out yeah. the trophy. Gary Batman says, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. What a year it's been. Congrats to Joe Sackick. Blah, blah, Anna Walton, come get your trophy. Yeah. And she walks up on the ice, on the carpet, holding someone's hand and hoists yeah, the Stanley see, Cup. And everyone has to watch But see, that. that just doesn't sit well with me. And I could say the exact same thing about Tampa too, right? Like, you have guys like Stamkos, battle injury every single game. Kucherov, look, he's... he's and, and it's funny because, like, I'm talking about this team as if they haven't won it back-to-back. Yeah. But they have players that are putting their bodies on the line, like uh, like McDonough, like we were talking about, Bogosian. I'll even add in that Bogo. egg that plays on the fourth line there. Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon. First fourth. But Pat, all that to say yeah. is that these guys are the guys that should be holding the cup first. Mm-hmm. And I... I just think that it's a little bit wrong. But yeah. look. The, the NHL does it right. But there's, the NHL and the NBA are very different yeah. in style. The NHL, that's Ovechkin hoisting the cup. Like, See, imagine Ovi didn't hoist the cup first. Yeah, it would have been that guy. I don't know who that guy is. I know is. what he looks like. I forget okay, but name. anyway, that's not the point. Is that if Ovi's not touching that cup first after that cup win, I, I'm, I'm upset. Ted Leonsis. Google his name. Ted Leonsis. So imagine that guy's face hoisting the cup in Vegas with the fireworks. Boo, 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 boo. Right. That guy. See, no, like, it's, it's, it's got to be Ovi there. And it, I'm happy it was. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. Look, obviously, they deserve a ring. 
They deserve to hoist the cup, 100%. but not the first person to grab it. But I think people, there, there's sometimes a misconception with sports where people think that just because you own a team means that you're in love with the team and you're dedicated to the team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's just because you have the money. Yeah. And it's, it's a second, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Well, yeah. I wish, yeah. I, wish I could get to that point. Yeah. Um, one day, Mark, we'll own the Habs. One day, yeah. We'll convince Jeff. We'll a little, yeah. Maybe a hundred grand will slip under the table. A hundred grand? <laughs> That's it. To, to That's own it. a billion dollar uh, investment? He'll do us a favor, no? A favor? Yeah. What what is he what do we owe him? Or what does he owe us? What um, have we done? At least tickets to the draft. Yeah, that 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 should be a given. We're Habs culture. Leafs fans, another first round exit. I'll just let Mark go on here. Okay, so I think I think they played well. I w- the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> played an amazing series and they gained respect in the handshake line. They gained respect. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I'm a journalist in front of Sheldon Keefe and he said you know, I think I think we gained a lot of respect from Tampa Bay Lightning, more respect than we received in previous years. I would have laughed in his face. Who says that? Yeah. You sound like a loser. Well, they are losers. You gained more respect in a handshake line, so you're proud of that. You're going to go, they're going to have their meeting with Kyle Dubas. What do we need to change? Nothing. Why would we change something? We, ha- we gained respect in the handshake line. <laughs> Austin Matthews gained more respect. Okay, but they... they... <sighs> they're losers. They're losers. And... They played a good series. I'm going to say it myself. They deserve to win that series. Okay. That's but, but everyone clip that. <laughs> clip it. Clip it. The Toronto Maple Leafs deserve to win that series, but they stink. Because they couldn't close it out. You had two chances to eliminate. Okay, Mark, where I'm sorry, where do they go from here? I'm I'm genuinely curious. We we said it last year too when they lost to us. The Shanna plan. The Shanna plan's not going so well. It's not so hot, is it? I saw I saw a funny tweet where it was like list of cheap players Toronto should sign and it was just a bunch of Colorado's players like Nick I saw that. That, was a, that was hilarious and, I saw some, that too. and they put McCarr there and someone <laughs> actually responded saying like no they're not trading McCarr honestly the Leafs they played very well they had yeah. Tampa on the ropes they had them on the ropes in they deserved Bank game Arena. 7 there they all played them the thing is but they don't know how to. They don't know how to close out the a game, is, so it doesn't matter. Outplay. We the Habs. Remember when they played the Rangers and they demo, like forty shots to twenty? Yeah, they didn't win. Lung fist. You know shit happens, but close it out. Your best players have to perform, and they didn't. Like I'm sorry, you lit up Vasilevsky in that first game, and then you just let Tampa get back into the series. You let Nick Paul, Nick Paul, ruin your. Franchise. But see, that's what Tampa does, right? Oh, Tampa, I give them all the credit in the world because they, they came back and they played well. Do you think ever, like ever again, do you think like anyone will ever say, like no one can ever disrespect them anymore? I don't think they can ever be Tampa? disrespected. Yeah, they can't. Um, but the Leafs were losing in game six. They came back. They fought back. Bring it to overtime. Point. You just need one goal. You just yeah. need one goal. And when, they, when Tampa scored, everyone knew. Everyone, everyone and their mother knew. No, it was over. It was over. Yeah. I don't even know how you go into a game like that. Like for a guy like Austin Matthews or Marner. Like what do you, like what's your mindset? Everyone knew they were going to lose. They probably even knew they were going to lose. What was the final score? 2 nothing or 2-1 or 3-1? I think they scored three, the least. I think they scored one. Yeah. I think they scored one. I think TJ Brody or something. Like yeah, I think that. they tied it and then Nick Paul came back and just yeah, one on two and just ruined everything. Um, well, ruined everything. I was super happy. <laughs> but yeah, for them, I have no idea. Whatever. We'll see, I guess. It's pretty sad. And it makes me happy. But it's just, look, I... I was so happy when they lost. I'm a Dubas fan, but I think that... That... that um, 
Like Jonathan how, Tavares, John Tavares contract shot through the floor. How can you talk? Like, and then they're complaining. Screw this format. We need better teams and better rounds. Well, you're not a better team. You're not. Yeah. You stink. You're horrid. You know Buffalo's gonna win a first round before them. Probably. And the it's worst just part in their is head. They, it's a curse at this the, point. It's not. A, they just suck. The worst part is they want to trade Nylander. It's the worst part. Yeah, and, and you know what the fu- you know what I hate about that is that Nylander is consistently like their best player when it comes down to the playoffs. The past two yeah playoffs, playoffs yeah. Magic Mitch has been flipping bucks over the glass. Well, he they did, they did have a good series though, points wise. Oh yeah, the players statistically, yeah. I'm saying. But again, it doesn't matter. It's on an individual team sport, right? The big guys scored in the blowouts. Yeah, that's, that's what true. You have to remember. B- yeah, but Matthews had that one goal that tied yeah. the game, but they didn't finish, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Jason Spezza finally retired. He was actually good for them, though. Yeah, I don't like him. Really? Not a fan of him. Been around too I don't much. know why I'm not a fan of him. He's, he's working in upper management for the Leafs. Maybe he'll Is change he? things up. Yeah, they hired him. But yeah, look, they gained respect in the handshake line, and I think... Uh, I think, look, th- apparently they want to sign Darcy Kemper. They want to sign John Gibson. They want to trade for, uh, I don't know what other goalie they want to trade for. Campbell, I just think, I don't know. I, I think if I was the GM, and I know it has, this is going to sound so stupid. I'd quit. No, no, no I wouldn't quit. I would, I would, I would rebuild. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You can't. Yes, it's, you can. Oh, my God. They lost, so, they lost so much just to get the first overall pick. They built an okay team. I still think they're okay. I think depth-wise, they're ve- they lack very hard. Yeah, and then you can't even win a round. Did they make a tra- Oh, they went for Giordano, but they- it cost them very. Well, cheap why anyway. go for Giordano? Go all in. Go for Flurry. Go for Flurry and Hagel. Yeah, but up. they have their Jack Campbell, right? Like I, I dislike him. No, he's gonna leave. He's a free agent. Oh, but but, but what I'm saying is that this, like, why would they go trade for Flurry if? I thought that was a huge mistake too. By the way, by Minnesota to play Talbot in Game Seven. Yeah, that why was would they do that? So strange. Very strange. They, they, they put him in a bad position too. Yeah, because now it looks bad on him. Yeah, because like, he wasn't ready. No, they just threw him into a fire. Anyway. Anyway, I'm surprised they lost. Minnesota? I had high hopes for them. St. Louis, I, I thought that they were a good team, but honestly, it's, cra- like, it's crazy because like you put anyone up against Colorado, and like, we have a friend that's a huge Tampa fan, and he was like, we're steamrolling through every team, and I'm like, you're not wrong, but Colorado's also steamrolling through every team. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you a run for their money because... Maybe they might not be as deep as you. They're probably equally as deep. Yeah. And the one thing that they lack is I'm not a huge Darcy Kemper guy. I don't think he's that great. Yeah. But they just know how to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. And they know how to play a systematic game. Mm-hmm. No, that it honestly has been an exciting playoff. Do you think though. Colorado could sweep them? I don't think they sweep. I don't think they, they can. They can. I just don't think they will. Yeah. But they can. I think, honestly, five. I think they go back to Colorado when when the cup. Joe Sackick. That's crazy. That thing. That, the Colorado Av- Avalanche were the worst team in the National Hockey League in 2017. They had yeah. 41 points or 42. They were horrendous. And Madushin said, I want to play playoff hockey. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. They also got, I say lucky, but Miko Rantanen has become an amazing they player. They drafted well. Yeah. They, the, uh, they shut up. They stopped complaining. They drafted well. Their four best players, are their, their four best players were all drafted. Look, and one of them was the first overall pick, but they weren't all first overall picks. Which one? It was Landeskog, right? McKinnon. Oh, no, McKinnon. Landeskog was what? Probably two. Yeah, I think it was in the top three yeah. for sure. Ranton, I think, was mid-first. Yeah, mid-first. And McCarr was McCarr four. McCarr was four. So yeah. you don't need to win the lottery every year. Of course not. Just get get a good pick. Well, that goes back to what we were saying about this year's draft, Yeah, you right? have your first overall pick. Yeah. Hit on it. 
That's your McKinnon. But at the end of the day, it's your decision to make. And if you think that there's a player available that's better than the consensus guy, then yeah. you go for you it. T- if he hits, if you hit, you hit. And that's one thing that I'll always believe in. And I'll always refer back to Steve Eiserman taking more insider. No one gave him grief. But there was a lot of people saying like, where does this guy come yeah, from? He's confusion. from Germany. Like he's a defenseman. He's huge. Like what can he... Yeah. And look, he's had one great season in the NHL and he's a nominee for the Calder. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of respect on Eiserman's name for taking someone off the board and not taking someone that was necessarily a consensus top 10 overall pick. Yeah. You got to go for your guy. And, and if Jeff Gordon is the guy making the decision then Jeff Gordon will be the guy to, cho- to have the final say on who he wants to pick. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's, that's why Jeff Molson brings in a guy like Jeff Gordon. We want to end it off on NHL news? Let's do it. Um, today, the, the Vancouver Canucks signed Andre Kuzmenko of the KHL. He had like, good numbers, no? He did. I think he was a little bit over point per game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, the Memorial Cup starts today. The Canadians have uh, Jan Mishak and Arbor... How do you say his guy? Arbor Jackai. Yeah. Um, and they have Kate and Gooley. So that's fun. Well, two of them, uh, Arbor and... Oh, we never really talked about Laval. Yeah, and Meshach are, are together. Yeah, we didn't. And who who does... Gooley got traded. Where, where is he? He plays on the... Uh, is it the Oil Kings he plays Oil on? Oil Kings, yeah. He's yeah. with Edmonton. Okay. And they're with Hamilton. Yeah. Um, Laval Rocket went to the conference finals game seven. And uh, yeah, they played it. But they played against that St. Louis minor team, right? That's such BS. Yeah. yeah. That's BS, that team. Because that's just a bunch of geezers and from did, the NHL. And did they make like like a trade to get someone and then they sent him down and then it was like... Really? I swear. Like, technically, the Habs could have sent down Pozzetta. Wasn't it like Sanheim or something? Like not Sanheim. Sanheim's too good, but it was like Philip Myers, I think. Really? Wasn't he traded from Nashville to St. Louis? I thought Philip Myers be... was on Philly. Yeah, like... No, Philip Myers was trade. I don't even know. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna look it up. I don't want to. But like the Habs could have technically, when the season ended, sended Caulfield and Pazetta down. To yeah, the they Val. could. But why would you do that to the Pazetta? No, I don't. I, don't I think Pazetta, you should have. And plus, the the players on Laval played the whole year to play in the playoffs. They deserve to play there. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, like they deserve to like finish their season. Yeah, exactly. But I would have I would have sent down Pazetta. I think because he like yeah, but he had a like a. He played a lot of games, you know, just give him the summer. Yeah, I agree. He deserved it. Um, But yeah, Laval played very good hockey. And the biggest takeaway you have to take away from this, Caden Primo. He played amazing. And it comes, like, you got to think, is he ready for... Remember I've been saying, remember I said this the whole time? He has to go through a deep playoff run of Laval. And I think think that was fulfilled. And do you remember how... how Do you remember when we signed... um, I forget his name now. He was traded to New Jersey straight after a few games. Uh, the Hamburglar. <laughs> yeah, but remember when they What's traded... Uh, Andrew Hammond. Andrew Hammond. Remember <laughs> when they traded for him solely for the purpose to be able to send Primo yeah. down? Like, we were nervous for his development. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's still not up in the air. But it's amazing that he was able to get that that feel. That Tra- feel of playing with the team. Trade bait? Primo? I, again, I, I think, except for those two players, anyone's available for the right price. The Canadians need a goalie. And if it could land you a top 10 pick. Well, who's going to know? I mean, the next week we could hear new uh, new news about price and that might change everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I don't think I don't think Primo's ready for the NHL. Me neither. So I'd keep him in Laval. I think he's an amazing player and I think he will be, but mm-hmm. you wait. The Stars hired Pete DeBoer as their head coach. Yeah, interesting. And tr- I'm blanking, but I'm pretty sure... 
Someone went somewhere. Someone Cassidy went, to went to Vegas. Cassidy moves Cassidy. Cassidy. That was a weird fire. Weird. The and Bruins you see are... all the players are upset with the Bruins now? Like, I say all the players, but Everyone's I know David Pasternak is verbally upset. Yeah. Well, or openly all, upset. Because Don Sweeney has been their GM. Him and... Um, who's the president? No, Cam Neely. But, used to play for the Bruins. Um, Bruce Cassidy has never had a bad season with Boston. I know. He's made it to the playoffs. Like, they've just never... Has he won a cup? 100%, right? Oh, no, maybe not. It was, he it lost. was Julian. He lost in the finals. To who? St. Louis. Oh, okay. A few, mm. few years back, 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but still, there's a whole coaching carousel. I think the biggest one was Barry, Barry Trotz. Trotz. I think he's going to end up going to Winnipeg. Yeah, uh, but apparently he might want a management role with Nashville. Yeah, I saw that too. Because yeah. there's a new ma- there's new uh, a new owner Ownership, in Nashville. Yeah, he bought them for like a few billion. A few billion? A few million. Uh, a few hundred million, sorry. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Sorry, because no, they're not worth a billion. Yeah, that, that can't be they're worth, not a, worth billion. a billion. My mistake. Um, I think it was like 800. No, it's possible. For sure. Uh, but he was like the former mayor of Nashville or something or something. Was he? Yeah, something like that. Uh, which is interesting. Okay, it's... I can't find it. Anyways. Um, so yeah, there's a, a whole coaching carousel there. Peter Boer goes to Dallas. Bruce Cassidy goes to Vegas. Um, there's word that Montgomery's going to come back to the NHL. Remember Jim Montgomery? Sounds very familiar. Did he, did he coach Dallas? Yeah. Then he had that whole scandal because he was an alcoholic. Um, right. Jay Woodcroft is going to sign an extension with Edmonton, apparently. I'm trying to think of the other coaches. Oh, yeah. Former Tennessee governor. Oh, yeah. Tennessee. He acquired major ownership uh, stake. I said mayor. <laughs> Tortorella. Wait, what did I say? No, no. You, I Gov- said oh, mayor. You, said, you mayor? said it right. Yeah. Governor. Yeah. Um, I'm reading it. Uh, Tortorella, Tortorella. For, to Philly. That's terrible. That's terrible. Don't convince me otherwise. The Flyers are down horrendous. That is terrible. How could that possibly be a good move? And Philly, Philly, in my opinion, doesn't have that bad of a core. They should demolish that core. Prorov doesn't want to play there anymore. But what is bringing in Tortorella provide to this team? Nothing. Like, honestly. Ownership just wants to win. You know what's going to happen? And I saw this tweet somewhere, so I'm not going to take full credit. Mm-hmm. They're going to have one good season. Mm-hmm. They're going to make the playoffs. Okay. They're going to be like a first-round exit or whatever. They're going to make the playoffs, though. So there's going to be some hope. Then the season after, the players are going to get fed up with Tortorella. And then there's going to be fighting back and forth. Tortorella's going to be on the hot seat. And then he's going to get fired at one point. And then it's... Tortorella never works out. I'm just, sorry. The thing is, is that you can't force winning. This team's not going to win. But why would he work with Tortorella? Rebuild. Get a, get a nice high draft pick. I don't like it, man. He, he's not a player's coach anymore. Maybe in the 90s. Yeah, anyways, he's not our coach. Thank really God he doesn't that? speak French. Thank God he doesn't speak French. Imagine. I really dislike him. That's funny. Yeah, but I mean, like, as a coach, you don't like want Cam him Cam Atkinson coach? loves him. Who? Cam Atkinson. Brandon Dubinsky doesn't. You saw that tweet, huh? Yeah. That's hilarious. It's a little too far, but... A little too far, yeah. Stay, stay on your couch, Brad. Or Brandon. Um, oh, yeah, so that's pretty much most of the news. Other than that, we'll end it off, right? Do you have anything else to talk about? No, I don't. That was fun, though. It's well, we'll end it off back. in bold predictions. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. We either do Stanley Cup finals <coughs> or we do like off-season draft. No, let's do Stanley Cup finals because okay. there's a game yeah. tonight. Oh, it's tonight? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. You, you have one? Uh, no. <laughs> no? No. I think uh, I think Vasilevsky turns back on and it's a, it's, it's a Vasilevsky shutout night. It's a shutout? The S word. The S word. Um, I'm going to say, Ooh. 
Oh, well, hold on, though. What? I'm not letting this go unnoticed. What? Oh. <laughs> Mark, Mark's the prediction master now. Oh, don't put pressure on me now. <laughs> don't, don't well, for, for those of you who are listening and have made it this far, <laughs> Mark, uh, before game seven. Game four. Game, uh, I'm lost. <laughs> game four of the Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals between Colorado and Edmonton. Yeah. Mark made a comment or predicted on Twitter that yeah. Arturi Lekkinen was going to score the overtime winner to send Colorado yeah. to the Stanley Cup final. And it hit. Yeah. And he was featured on Sportsnet. I think TSN. I don't know if that's no, just not Sportsnet. TSN, just Sportsnet. Very cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it was funny, actually. Because like when he scored, I just started laughing. I'm like, I can't Yeah, believe. but then it just gained so much traction. Yeah, and my phone was And you know what? Up. At first, when I saw the tweet, mm-hmm. I thought that was an overtime prediction. That's what a lot of people told so me. I was like, so I was like, that's sick. But I was like, whatever. Yeah. But then I read it again, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's what a lot of people told me. Like, oh, I, at first, I just thought it was when the third period ended. Yeah. I'm like no, no. It was before the. It was during the national anthem. Yeah. It's so and and like the, it was cool how sports and like showed the time. Yeah. Or whatever. That was. Yeah. Cool. yeah it was pretty cool. But anyway, so with that being said. With that being said, what's my, your prediction? Now it has to be really bold. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, two goals and an assist from Anthony Sorelli. Okay. I like. <laughs> like I, I was. I was expecting Val Nachushkin there. Yeah, that's not bold, you know. Yeah, you're right. At it. this point. At this point, I was gonna say Hatrick Nachushkin, but I'm like he might do it again, so he almost did it. So. You want to hear another bold prediction yeah, I have? Serious. But it's not about the game. Okay. I think that during this offseason, yeah. the Montreal Canadiens will acquire, I don't know if he's a UFA or not, will acquire Yessi Pugliarvi. He's an RFA. Oh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Offer sheet possibilities here. There's a lot of offer sheet yeah, possibilities. Are. So there's Pugliarvi. If you offer Pugliarvi $4 million, or I think it's 4.1, near that range, the compensation is a second round pick. That's it. Really? A second. And there's, there's a few teams that you can target because if you offer $4 million to Pugliarvi for one year, they can't pay Yamamoto. They can't re-sign Barry. And they're kind of in a pickle. Right. That's one team you could target. The second team, and my favorite, this is my favorite idea, the Toronto Maple huh. Leafs. You offer sheets Sandine and Lilligren. There goes their future on defense. You screw them up salary cap-wise if they do accept it. They can't resign Riley. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. That, Riley already has a contract. He already has it. Yeah, he signed it like mid-season. They sign. They can't sign Campbell. Yeah, they no, can't that, make they any can't acquisitions do. trade-wise. Yeah. See, I don't understand why. Mark's, t- Mark's look, face lights up. See, last last summer I was sitting at this exact table, at this exact spot, saying, "Yeah, screw up, screw these offer sheets. What is this? Because it was a joke of an offer sheet." But if you properly plan an offer sheet and try and screw over a team, yeah, then but it, it's not even about screwing over a team. It's about being strategic for your yeah. specific for your own yeah. franchise, right? It is. But the one that Carolina did was a joke. Yeah, but that that was a joke. But if you're trying to get a player for a good reason, and it also screws over your division rival, yeah, like I'm sorry, it's in the CBA. We'll read it. You can do it. Yeah, we'll read it. If it was so, I know it's frowned upon with like GMs. They frown. It's frowned upon. But, but if on. it's but but then again, like if it's if you're able to do it, then go for do it, it. Right? Like I, I don't know. Yeah, like, especially when we've done it. It's been done to us. The other big one, and I think this would be very enticing for the Montreal Canadiens, Kevin Fiala. Oh, don't get me started with Kevin Fiala. You don't like him? He's like my favorite player. I'm just saying. Or like one of my favorite. He's I'm just so saying, good. The this season, Minnesota Wild have fourteen million dollars of unused yeah. cap on like that's hitting the cap because they bought out um Parise and who's the other one? Um the defenseman. Suter. Suter. Yeah. Fourteen million. And I think Fiala I think Fiala oh I would if that jersey off, would be bought in thirteen seconds. You offer sheet him 
or you trade for him because yeah. you can trade for RFAs. Yeah. And and the other last thing we'll talk about is the fact that the Brinkat's being shopped. Yeah. I can't believe that. I don't understand that. The Chicago Blackhawks are a mess. They are we a mess. We sat here at free agency, remember? Yep. They signed Seth, they, or they, didn't, they signed Seth Jones on free agency? They traded for Seth Jones. Yeah, they traded for like him. Like they gave they, up a lot. They traded for him, but I think they signed them on free agency. Yeah, they, they did. The for like nine plus, I think. Yeah. They, they ruined Fleury's career. They traded for Seth Jones. Now they want to trade Kirby Doc and the Brinkett. They want to keep Kane. Yeah, Kane see, that's Taze. what I don't understand. They traded Panarin for Saad because they wanted the old group together. What's going on over there? They traded Bokefist. Yeah. He's going to be very good. Columbus, oh man, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. They're going they to be a, good. They, and, and Cole Sillinger, I mean, watching him at the World Juniors. And there, they got not the, the World Juniors, the uh, World Hockey, the World Championship. Yeah, the World Championship. Looks good. And um, Sillinger looked very good, yeah. Very good. And Columbus got that pick, who, the Chicago's pick. This year. Yeah. Kekalainen's face was so hot. Because if it was, would have jumped in the top three, they wouldn't have gotten it. Right. But it stayed. Yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be good. So yeah, there's a few teams that you can, you can even, like, if I was a GM... Like I'd call Minnesota and I'd even like, what's the word? Like I'm going to offer sheet him. So make a trade with me or it's going to get bad. Right. Because, because threaten. you're in a little bit threaten. of a pickle, right? You're in threat. Yeah. But I'm really That's excited. How you win. That's how you win in this league. Yeah. Well, who cares if it's frowned upon? If he doesn't like you, so be it. He might get fired in a few years. Yeah. Like, I'm I agree. sorry. It's, 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 it's a, you're supposed to win. It's a obviously, winning league, right? Obviously you want to build like connections. Like, like there was obviously Bergeron had trade partners because it was pretty like Doug like uh, in St. Louis Scandella he, if yeah. you need to trade to someone you call that guy and your yeah. buddies and you make a trade you don't have to be buddies with all guys all the all of 30, course not all 31 GMs like Bill Guerin don't get me wrong I think is a very well respected GM especially in Minnesota but at the end of the day like if if you can go acquire Kevin Fiala or offer she Kevin Fiala for a specific price that it that works for a team like mm. Kevin Fiala would automatically slot into the top six not only would he slot into the top six, but he would be a piece that would you that you would use to build for the mm-hmm. future. At the end of the day, Bill Guerin made the decision to buy those two players out, and you're gonna have to live with the consequences. Exactly. You know what right? I mean? Just like how Bergman waited to sign Kotkaniemi, he paid the consequences. But this is why I love sports because if you are smart, and when I say smart, mm-hmm. I mean you don't need to be the guy that needs to know everybody's trade value. But if you can understand the CBA and how UFA, UFAs and RFAs mm-hmm. and tendering and offering and qualifying offers mm-hmm. if you understand that stuff in and out yeah you might be regarded as a scum quote unquote but it's part of the cba you, it's how you win it's how you win yeah i can't wait to I'm see like, also what happens with johnny goudreau too he's gonna get yeah, i think he's gonna stay in calgary you think so yeah but it's, it's gonna be interesting but we're we're gonna try and be back uh a lot more consistently a lot here. more consistency probably hopefully once a week yeah hopefully yeah so we'll uh we'll get on that it's, it's ramping been, up now it's been a long episode. We thank you, whoever's still listening. We thank you. We hope. We hope. Look, maybe they split it up in little parts. Yeah, of course. But uh, but yeah, we thank you so much for tuning in. We're happy to be back. We're excited for the draft. Hopefully we can do something. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks a lot, guys.